So here, no sound. Thank you for letting me know that here. Welcome to everybody to another edition of Paranormal and True Crimes. Hope everybody's doing a good evening tonight. So yeah. Let's see if that helps out anything there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do we have sound? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. So the co-host, uh, unfortunately, uh, had a good friend that was close to her that passed away. So she is this not is attending not tonight. So hopefully broadcast. everybody's doing good. Uh, standing stones. Yeah, you know how it is with these dolls in the house. Irene, welcome. Luna, hello there. Catherine, more. Hello. So, what do we have until tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Hmm. Missy Juju, welcome to the show. Absolutely. FDL Paranormal. Did we, of course, we have West White Shadow Paranormal. Kelly. So, yes, I'm glad you love my dolls. So, I've actually got an update on the Zion Foster's case. You remember that case we, we worked on? Where the cousin allegedly were smoking dope with her and for some reason she just killed over and died and allegedly he wrapped her up in a floor rug and had somebody carry the body out and dump the body remember that case and they never could find the body and he snuck out of the thing to the back door of the jail and nobody was notified the family remember that case ladies and gentlemen well guess what yes near detroit that is correct he's in jail for murder yeah, so, uh, yeah, the one the judge let him off, which I couldn't understand quite how that is actually possible, but neither here or there. Uh, so Shay reached out to me, uh, the one that used to help on the show. She says hello to everybody and uh, told me what was going on. So I actually got a little clip, and let's play this clip as soon as I hit uh, share the audio system here. And share, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Zion Foster's case updated. However you like. Very, very well, Your Honor. So there, there obviously the court has has reviewed the investigator's report. Um, there, there's a, again, there's a, a compelling amount of evidence in this case, um, circumstantially, that uh, supports the. Now that is the cousin right there, ladies and gentlemen. That got let off. Remains. Um, I, I guess uh, in light of the order, I'm not going to I'm not going to go into any uh, vivid detail um, as to the, the nature of the evidence. If the court has specific questions. I'm happy to address them. Um, but in addition to that, um, I, I think as the facts are laid out in the investigators report uh, and the, the overall circumstances of this case um, illustrate uh, that the defendant uh, poses a danger to the community. Um, I think that the the disposal of, of a human being into a dumpster, um, you know, illustrates the the regard that this particular defendant has for human life. Uh, again, when you look at all of the forensic evidence in this case, um, it it is compelling. And in addition to that evidence, uh, there are some factors. Uh, that I want to highlight uh, when it comes to uh, concerns that I have with the defendant's flight risk. Uh, and number one uh, is that working in Toyota isn't, it has been an amazing experience. Well, let's see if we can speak this commercial up uh, real philosophy. here. From my understanding, the defendant has significant out-of-state contact. Um, he did reside in Texas for a period of his life and accumulated various criminal contacts in the state of Texas, um, including being being implicated in various uh, petty offenses as a juvenile, some of which uh, my understanding is resulted in juvenile dispositions. Uh, secondly, uh, he is currently on parole for lying to investigators in Macomb County uh, in connection with the investigation that gave rise to this case. My understanding is that during the course of his parole, he has 
inquired with the Michigan Department of Corrections about relocating to the state of Nevada. Uh, third, he is facing a uh, tremendously high potential sentence in this case, especially given that sentencing case that is consecutively correct, when it comes to the, the tampering charge and the murder charge. Um, I have his guidelines uh, on the minimum end of the tampering charge. Again, this is the minimum end scored at 34 to 67 months. Uh, and the minimum end of the murder charge scored at 225 months to 375 months to life. Um, and I think that any time there is a sentence uh, that is potentially that high, uh, there is a risk of, of flight. And uh, the other concern that I have is that, uh, as is laid out in further detail, uh, uh, throughout the course of the investigation, uh, the defendant has a proven track record of obstruction in this case, um, obstruction in the form of making evidence disappear, obstruction in the form of false statements. Um, and does he have a rough time sitting there swallowing this pill? This case, sitting there shaking uh, his head. Defendant's contacts uh, with other jurisdictions. Uh, he's not only a flight risk, but he's a danger to this community and a danger to the very integrity of this investigation. And uh, because of all those factors, I would ask for him to be remanded. Thank you, APALC. Any response, Councilman? Yes, Your Honor, we're, we're asking for a personal bond. Um, as far as the allegations of being a flight risk, I'll, I'll go in reverse. Um, I think context as a juvenile in the state of Texas does not make a criminal nature and a memory that he can go to. He does not have the means to go anywhere. He just started a job a month ago. He lives with his family. He has a wife. I don't care what kind of job he, he just started, ladies and gentlemen. He disposed he of a body. Go anywhere, let alone out of the state of Michigan. Cry me a river, as far why don't as you? the dangerous society. I would argue that is not true. Um, he has been on parole. He served. He, he he had two instances where he did not tell the truth to a detective in East Point, Michigan, and he was uh, he made a plea. He served his time in the correctional facility for those charges. Those are the only times he actually investigated. Okay, there's not a multitude of lies. He served his time. He's on parole right now. He's been on parole for five months. He's had no problems with whatsoever. In his job, he goes to work. He goes home. He goes back to work. He goes home. That's all he does. He doesn't go anywhere. His grandmother yeah, comes I wonder why he don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think that I'll be walking the streets knowing what I did to somebody's family member? So to say that he's alone in that city? Vast criminal empire. And he can go and leave the country and not face extradition. That's simply not true. Okay. They're, they're painting a picture of a person who is not in front of you today. Okay. As, as far as what happened, you're painting the picture uh, of the truth, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, the damn uh, truth. The prosecutor's office. I don't care how you paint this guy for the disappearance and alleged mirror of Zion Foster. And they've been told multiple times, you do not have enough evidence. Now, I don't know what they have today that has changed that. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't, what evidence do you want? He admitted in a court of law under oath that we were smoking dope. And the only thing I know is she was unresponsive. She just died. So I disposed of the body. Now, what in the hell else do you want to do? Now, like the judge said, the old fart up on the stand. Well, why didn't you call 911? I freaked. Well, he freaked because there's other things going on in that house that he did not want to be disclosed to the law enforcement officers. But he had enough time to sit there and contemplate what to do with the body because he was sitting there and he's told the judge he rationalized. Remember that part? Well, I had to sit down and think about my life, the family, my new apartment. But somebody just died in your presence because you was smoking dope. And you're more worried about covering up the body and getting rid of it, the evidence? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, cry me a river, ladies and gentlemen. And he's sitting there disagreeing what he actually confessed to. Oh, I'm not that person. Oh, no, no, not me. Action. But it, it can't be compelling as anything before because they've been denied. They've been denied, uh, denied to bring charges on multiple occasions by, by the prosecutor's office. 
So I, again, I don't know, and I have just got into this today. I just found out about this, um, this hearing today, about not even 10 minutes ago. Um, so I haven't seen any of the evidence or spoken about said any of the reports. I haven't even known anything today, but he's painting a picture of a person that doesn't exist. And actually, when I represented Mr. Brazier, County, he's looks awful retarded. My book, look at it. He's not some criminal. He's not some murderer. He's not some criminal and not some murderer. Now, then I'm going to find out through discovery what has changed to this point where they think they can uh, make allegations of sexual against my client. I tell you what changed, ladies and gentlemen. They are forcing the law that's on the books in the state of Michigan where they can charge him ass with tampering with a corpse, lying to law enforcement. Yeah, okay. So he got slapped on the wrist for not telling the truth, nothing but the truth. Okay, I understand that. They cannot find the body. He said she died when they were smoking dope. He in a court of law, remember that? When we play that video that I disposed of the body, I panicked. It's not me. I was not in the rational state of mind. So therefore, we're asking for a quick response, Your Honor. Thank you. Any response from Go ahead. He'd like to get back to work. Um, it took him over a month to get to the current job he has now. Um, he's, he's in financial despair to take care of his uh, house. Um, He's had to move. I found out just this afternoon that the Detroit police uh, came in the door of his home while nobody was there, um, searched his home, ransacked it, uh, took items, including a computer that's not his, uh, left a note on the. Uh, so, Samantha, what does she die from? And I'm just going off the cuff of my length. I think that the stuff they were smoking was laced and she OD'd. But they can't prove that because they don't have the body to do tox test on it. On the couch, uh, and I believe a copy of a, of a search warrant that I haven't seen yet. I mean, being on parole, he may or may be subject to a warrantless search, but I'm not sure kicking in his door when nobody's home to search a home and have second it um, uh, allows that even on parole for a parole. If you live in Kentucky, you could lower your electric bill to less than thirty dollars right, a month. Fast this commercial right here. But again, five months on parole, not a big plan. I don't care if Thank it was you. 10 Any months on parole. Uh, Your Honor, just a, a, a couple of points I want to make. Um, number one, about the the, the reference to, to charges uh, supposedly being denied at various points. Um, th this case was uh, the result of a, a very lengthy investigation, an investigation that was made lengthy uh, by conduct um, by the defendant's own admission uh, that he disposed of the victim's body. And according to law, he stated that situation under oath. We're dealing with the lack of a body. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot of investigation and a lot of time uh, put into the investigation, uh, and that's what got us here. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have a situation where the defendant and uh, his younger cousin, who was 17 at the time when he was 23, walked into his house late at night, and she came out dead, was put in the trunk of his car, and he disposed of her body in a dumpster and then gave a series of inconsistent and largely Boy, look at those eyes. claims oh, about what happened. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so this, this idea that this is just some uh, innocent person standing here uh, is, is, is not going to be bared out by the facts that get presented in this case. Um, and for, for that and for all of the information that's laid out in the investigator's report, Again, I would stand by the request for remand. Uh, short of that, I would ask for a a no, high the body cash was never bond found. Uh, with a, a GPS tether and a house arrest. But I believe in these circumstances that remand is the only appropriate bond. Thank you. Uh, anything further, counsel? Yes, I, mean, I, I, I agree with the tether. I don't have a problem with that. 
Um, as long as he can go to work and go home, we have no problem with that. He is not, again, a threat to anybody. He's not a threat to society. And, and to say that these charges were took so much investigation, well, then they jumped the gun on, on multiple, multiple other times to try to get... Um, they didn't jump the gun, ladies and gentlemen. They're using his own damn words against him in a court of law that he confessed to under swearing to a judge that I will tell the truth, nothing but the truth. Now, when a cop asks you information and you lie to them, that is misinforming and that is a misdemeanor. That is an arrestable offense. And we gave you the IC or the penile code for that state, don't forget. But there are other charges for disposing and tampering with a physical body. And not only that, you can be drummed up on charges with tampering physical evidence. That's another charge on top of the movement of the body of the corpse. I mean, there are, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, and they just want to paint this picture that how good he is. For five months, he hasn't been going nothing but to home and work. His ass is afraid to be walking the streets. That's what it is. And he thinks he's going to get away with this. And finally, somebody's stepping up like, oh, hell with that. Well, I'm glad this is going down, ladies Charges and gentlemen. Forth and they were not able to. You know, and to say that he, he stopped this investigation, well, this is, this is a 2022 case. You know, you know what stopped this case? The Detroit police not doing their job, period. And that's not anything my client did. He did Thank you both. Body. Yes. And what he did to the Detroit police was impede an investigation by lying to them about what happened that night at the house where they were smoking dope or whatever else they were doing. Not once, not twice, but three times. So, yeah, right? Okay. He did this whole thing. He said he murdered her at this point and to hold a bond based upon a murder that did not occur. It's irresponsible. Look at him well, shaking his head. Yeah, it is a. Your Honor, can yeah, I, I, I make a response? Sure. The this idea that the Detroit Police Department uh, did not do their job is is frankly offensive, given that it's been publicly reported in this case that officers of the Detroit Police Department risked their own health to dig and dig and dig through a landfill, which they in did hazardous conditions. For months. Okay, to let's, find let's keep it to the let's keep it to the <laughs> purpose that we're here. But, but, but. Okay. Now, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. This little CS over here, if you don't want CS stands for that, you have to message me on the side. If one's talk about how somebody did not do an investigation, well, hold it up. Let the prosecutor defend the department. Be like, whoa, wait a minute. If you want to talk some smack, I'm going to give you some facts. Don't tell me what our department did and did not do. Here are the facts. Oh, but now the judge is like, well, that's the kind of sticker right here, right here. You know, if you were going to do that now, you should have done that a minute ago when he started opening his mouth about him, about talking about trashing the department and how they investigated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how they handled the matter may be a different story, but let's look at the facts of hand. Gentlemen, right? let's keep it to the purpose why we're here. Uh, I, I want to hear stuff for regarding bond uh, and i appreciate both of your arguments anything further aplc uh no your honor thank you you're welcome anything further uh oh, council yeah. Oh, yeah. okay thank you both mr brazier uh, the court heard advocacy from arguments from both parties your attorney has advocated very well on your behalf the court takes into consideration a number of things i've had the opportunity to review the investigators report and it is extremely concerning these, these uh, allegations are of uh, the utmost serious, uh, specifically count one, which is a possibility of a life offense where the allegation is uh, somebody lost their life in, in uh, reaction in, in uh, relation to your actions. Uh, the court has considered uh, very concerning that you were on parole uh, for a, a conviction while at the time of this allegation as indicated by APA Elsie. Uh, these are very serious pending allegations and taken into consideration your prior criminal 
record, as well as the parole status and the serious nature of these allegations. The court, Mr. Brazier, does find you to be a danger to the community and Damn finds right. that will not adequately ex uh, satisfy uh, the uh, public's not adequately protect the public safety. Finding well, you know, his mask moved off his given face. The information and alleged in investigators report as well as provided by APA LC. And uh, for those reasons, the fact that you uh, are on parole at the time of these allegations, the uh, serious nature as indicated of the charges, specifically count one, as well as the information throughout the investigators report, the court finding you to be a danger to the community is remanding you into custody for further proceedings uh anything further from the people damn right get the rope no your honor thank you anything from defense no your honor thank you okay good luck uh to everybody involved thank you have a good day yeah shake you your head on tv why don't you disgrace piece of garbage you damn right i said that turn around and sit here and and, and act like you're a poster child of the community and I've been going to work and doing my due diligence and all that. Dude, he was on other charges from other states. Now he wants to now he wants to leave the state because everything is coming down through the pipeline. And now he knows that, oh hell, I'm gonna be doing some time on this one. So yeah, Irene, we know it wasn't just dope for sure, because the panel even came forward and said it was a was not just dope. There were other factors that were contributing to Zion's death. Now, unfortunately, at the time, we always had to say everybody's proven innocent until proven and guilty in the court of law. We also have to state that anytime the panel comes on this, the, the, the live show, that this is for entertainment purposes only. Now, do we contact, do I contact the local law enforcement agencies? You're damn right I do. I contacted the FBI. I contacted the several agencies on different shows. And some of them comes and, and with open arms. And some of them thinks everybody's crazy. One day I, I told the FBI to go F off after they traced my phone call for 47 and a half minutes. And I was waiting for the next day for local office for them to come and knock it. Because I had my camcorders ready and rolling. Yes. So it looks like that justice is going to be taken in control. Now, with him being on parole when these other charges from other jurisdictions and the ones that they're going to put on top of him now, I think that he's going to be singing just a little bit more and come out and telling a little bit more what actually happened that night when Zion allegedly passed away sitting on his couch next to him while they were getting high. That's exactly what he told the judge in the court of law under oath. We were getting high, smoking dope. And that old fart judge, no disrespect, but I, you know, well, did it occur to you at any point in time to call 911? I mean, really? So, yes. So, I will keep tabs on this and keep y'all updated on what is transpiring on this case. But when somebody will sit there and try to portray a person that disregarded a human body, you know, I don't care if you're smoking something or doing narcotics or illegal substances. If somebody dies, man, you call 911. Hell, at least some of the crackheads in the country, if you OD, they'll put you in a car and drive you to the hospital and, and roll you out and don't stop in front of the emergency room door. Let them try to take care of you and take off. So, yes, Irene, that's why we have a death penalty here. And the worst of the worst, so they don't have remorse, they're given the hanging. That's why I said, get the rope. You know, I have seen stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We all have seen stuff, how people can slip through the cracks in our legal systems in the United States of America. It happens. It happens that if you have money, that you can get off. If you have connections, you can get off. So, now we suspected and alleged that he was working with the PD on some other stuff. Well, if he was, it didn't pan out. They're like, screw you, dude. You're going to hang. So, you filled us with some foo-foo 
and you didn't fulfill your end of the deal. That's how this stuff works, ladies and gentlemen. You got to produce. You help me, I will make stuff disappear. You get arrested, I'll come down and get your ass out of jail. Yes. If you're an informant, yeah, there are things that, yeah, but you cannot do certain things where you're actually an informant as well, especially a paid informant. There are guidelines in, in, in the prosecutor's office in each state. So let's use Irene. Irene wants to work for me, right? I've got some good felony charges hanging over her head. I got some dope from her. Now it's time to pay the piper. I don't care about Irene, ladies and gentlemen. I want the next one in line from her or the next one up from that one, right? So Irene and I are going to work out a deal. Well, she wants money. Well, guess what? I'll pay. Yeah, man, there's some good paying involved when it's a paid informant, especially on what types of charges and the level of charges when it comes to felonies. So don't think there's not. And I know for a fact there's times where people has been paid informants, got their butt in trouble, and the detective that was in charge of that informant when had to go down and get their butts out of jail to save them from whatever else happened to them inside. This is long story. It's just all snows, snowballs. But I'm glad Shay reached out to me and was like, hey, you're not going to believe what happened. Now, we knew something was going to happen. We did not know when or how long. But I think at this point, he understands that he's in some serious trouble. And I think his tone is going to switch a little more. And if you noticed, he does not have the same attorney that was in the court previously when he was on trial under the other charges. So what happened to that attorney? I think the other attorney says, screw you, dude. I don't want no part of you. You're bad mojo. You, you're nothing but lie. And he was trying to paint him a good picture of a good little innocent boy that goes to work and don't do no harm. He's trying to make his car payment. And ladies and gentlemen, there's people out here that can't afford a car or cannot make a car payment. Oh, he finally landed a job? Well, who the hell wants to hire somebody that's allegedly was involved with the missing person and dumped the body? Oh, Grizzly, can I have a job? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, you, you're the one on TV that alleged dumped the body, right? No, I don't want no part of you. The people do not understand birds of the feather flock together. How many times do we must say this on the air or on the side within our community? It is not personal feelings, ladies and gentlemen. If you run around somebody that is a bad boy, guess what? You are also going to be labeled as a bad person as well. Get over it. If you want to change it, then change your lifestyle. You have to cut and remove that cancer yourself. Oh, well, I'm just friends with so-and-so. That doesn't make me a bad person. Let me tell you something. You think that if I and him were friends prior and he got up and on this, you think I'm going to be saying that's my friend? You're freaking crazy. I would block him. I would do everything I could where he couldn't contact me, social media, everything. Oh, yeah, I knew the guy, but I didn't know he was that crazy. You know, I didn't know. I, you know, yeah, he, I, I know him. He, you know, but that's, that's me, you know, don't punish me because of what he did. Well, wait a minute. Don't hang around that. And he won't get punished. Oh, boo, hoo, hoo. That's right, Irene. And you know what? The humanity of people that don't understand this concept is the ignorance of themselves. And one day you're going to wake up and want to know why you don't have friends. Because it's the stuff that you are around and people that you are involved with. And I don't understand to this day why people just don't understand that concept. It's not hard to grasp. So what if you got to get rid of seven or eight people in your life? So what? You're going to lose something that may benefit you. Birds of the feather flock together. 
You run with that group, you're in with that group. That's always how it's been. Wake up, ladies and gentlemen. So now, my blood pressure is up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm crazy, which thank you. I'm just telling, because I am tired of people telling me, well, don't punish me because of so-and-so. Well, don't hang around them. Bottom line, don't be associated with them. Well, they did that. I didn't do that. Oh, but you're still going to be their buddy and do this and that. Because let me tell you something. Somebody calls me up and tells me, hey, Grizzly, your so-and-so did this. You don't think I'm not going to make a phone call? Be like, man, you need to explain yourself right now and come clean and tell me what's going on. Because if not, you are excommunicated for my life. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I will cut the branch that you sit out under on my tree. And if I have to cut my tree down, and I've said this before, and replant it, I will. Yeah, I have been tested and I have been tried. And one day my tree will grow where it should. But until I can keep trimming it, it will be trimmed. Yes, thank you, Irene Bree. It just, it just fires me up because people are like, you know, why? Why you treat me so bad? Ladies and gentlemen, the charges he had pending already when this happened and the law, law, we, we judge in the beginning, I still don't understand why the judge didn't hang him right then and there. And then the way he got out of the boot camp without family being notified and how the media wasn't notified, you know, there is a lot of questionable circumstances around that indictments that didn't happen. A lot, of, a lot of circumstance questionable questionable references of why he got out of that boot camp and didn't serve his full sentence. So, but I know why, I think, because like I said, get me out of this mess and I'll tell you what you want to know and I'll help you with your other investigation that you want to know about. And I don't think he produced. And that's why I think this prosecutor attorney or district attorney, however state you want to call them, is like, oh, hell no. Here is the true man in front of you. Here is the true actions of this guy. And this is why we don't want him out loose. Because we know beyond a reasonable doubt with the statistics on file, with these types of pending charges and other charges and him being on parole, magnifies those charges ladies and gentlemen so yeah do you think he's gonna stick around nah, nah i don't think so he got a job he's got a car payment i can give two two cents less you know what about zion what about their family you know yes they dug the place didn't want to dig in that landfill they ran out of money, so the society that they were in donated money, raised funds to pay the officers to go back and continue for months in the summer, the hot, the, the sweatness, the humidity, digging through feces and no matter what else that's been disposed of in, in the landfill. So, yeah, I think the, the prosecuting attorney had the right to defend the, the department's actions on that and to, to speak up. Because you know what? Don't allow one and stop the other. If you're going to do one, you got to do all. That's just in the court of law, ladies and gentlemen, so I don't know. But we will keep you posted. Catherine says, my mama always said, you are known by the company you keep. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, right there. I don't know how else plain her to put it. She said it, and she's right. You know, I have seen things, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and whether it's on TV, on the police, other departments, other jurisdictions, other counties, other cities, other friends on the department. You see that guy right there? He just got out. Look who he's hanging out with. Wow, we know now to watch him too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
Southwest Yorkshire Paranormal. That asked me to what time he'll be doing his live tonight for after this one. Nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that is, uh, we're at 6.40, so uh, at 9 o'clock my time, so it's just in a few hours. So I can't, I'm sorry, I can't keep up with UK time. I do apologize. So now let's switch gears here, right? So I actually had a rough day today, which, you know, who cares? Everybody's got rough days. But I was watched something the other night in the studio. I couldn't sleep. And I was laying on my chase. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? For the people that don't know certain things, I'm going to play a video here. So, and I want you to watch this just for a second, for a few minutes. But we'll be right back after this commercial break. Stand by. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Paranormal True Crimes with Grizzly. Another edition brought to you by Western Kentucky Bigfoot and Paranormal Investigations, LLC. Thank you, Mr. Don White. Yes. Awesome. So now we're going to switch gears here, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why I want to show you this is I want to show you how anus people can be and cruel. And I want you to hear how people feel about what happens to them and their family members. It's sad. So as I bring this up, think about what we do and why we do things and why we have people with abilities to help out on these cases. Now, some of this may be kind of graphic, so viewer discretion is advised. 
I just want to disclose that up front before we start. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I typed therapy into my search engine, and one of the first recommended results was therapy near me. That. Now, I live in New York, so I had a lot of options. In the wrong video here. Let me close one out. Let's see here. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> to the play button here. Let me see here. Veteran. Make it bigger. It's not playing. That's strange. went to her grave knowing a lot about a lot of people. Two people, the same family, the same year, too much there to be coincidence. We live in fear. We had two family members missing. Who was going to be next? We started to locate the first bone. You just got a cold feeling. Could this be the unknown crime scene we've been looking for all these years? When an investigation runs out of leads, it becomes a cold case. Years pass, and hope fades. But for the families of the victims, these cases are never cold. The truth takes time. In the deep woods of Appalachia, nothing is what it seems. When her sister disappears, Reba is desperate for answers. Meanwhile, a detective spends decades determined to uncover the one thing he knows might close the case, the crime scene. When Zelfia was born, I was just so excited because she was born a day after my birthday. I was 10 years old. I made her bottles. I changed her diapers. She was just like my real life baby doll. She loved writing poems and she loved unicorns. She collected them. She could get down to like a child's level always you know wanting to joke and play and just have fun everybody's kids loved her so much she was my favorite aunt i loved her with all my heart i really think i loved her more than i loved my parents at times i myself had an amazing bond with her but it was nothing like jeremiah's Jeremiah was Zelfia's nephew. He was a very quiet person. He hardly ever would talk much to anybody. They were sort of like brother and sister because they were so close to each other. Jeremiah was raised in some pretty rough circumstances. His father, Eddie, was gone quite a bit, and I think it was a neglectful relationship. There was one time Zelfia and Jeremiah witnessed something really bad. They were parked at Eddie's girlfriend's house. Eddie comes and tells them to leave. 
then right after they leave he burns the house down Zelfia and Jeremiah, they didn't go to no authorities or nothing like that. They just kept it quiet, told a few family members, and that was it. My brother had been coming back to Marion, and he seen Jeremiah's truck on the side of the interstate. Jeremiah was living with his friends at the time. Boys that he was staying with said that he left and went to his daddy's. And that was the last time he was ever seen. Jeremiah was missing but there was no real evidence of a crime. There was not a lot of concern on the part of the investigators at the time. They'd heard rumors that Jeremiah had probably gotten in a truck with a truck driver and gone somewhere to Texas. They had hoped he was somewhere where he wanted to be on a beach in Mexico you know, enjoying the sunshine. Zelfia knows he did not leave town. Zelfia had come to my house and she was just really upset. She said Jeremiah would not have left without telling her. And she goes, I want to tell you about a dream that I had last night. She dreamed that Jeremiah's own daddy, Eddie Pittman, had killed Jeremiah. And had buried him. And put lime on him. It made my heart beat so fast. And she told me she was going to confront him, and I begged her to not confront him because I was scared for her life. She wasn't going to stop till she found out what happened to Jeremiah. She was not going to stop. Zelfia was a waitress. She worked at the truck stop, which was just a little ways down the road from her house. Zelfia would walk to work and back home sometimes, you know, if somebody didn't give her a ride. One day, Zelfia didn't come home after work. I filed a missing persons report. The Sheriff's Department didn't believe us. Law enforcement at the time felt that she's not missing. She's just gone because she wanted to be gone. Zelfia was, was pretty much a free spirit. She liked to have a good time. It wasn't that unusual for her to decide that she was going to be gone for two or three days. We had two family members missing. They was making every excuse in the world they could to keep from looking for Jeremiah and Selfia. Everybody in that sheriff's office was awful. You could walk in and they looked at you like you was trash. Like, you know, we wasn't worthy. One time, they told me to go do my own investigation to get rid of me.
grandpa. When I found the bird, I prayed. You made this poor little guy. There we go. I was trying to share some things uh, during this case, but they used certain keywords in there that evidently must have flagged uh, YouTube and certain things you can and cannot share. So uh, I do apologize about that. So uh, I will reformat that and get some other information together on that. Uh, but it, I wanted to show how things affect people in life when it comes to murder uh cold cases uh missing person cases and and how not only it affects the family and friends involved but also the community in the strain that it actually you know puts on on everybody so yeah somebody messaged me so i couldn't see the comments when i was streaming that so yeah uh but it was some of the key words that they were saying uh, YouTube has changed their policies a lot, and you got to be careful on what you say on certain things. So, I do apologize about that. But next week, uh, the co host will be back. Uh, hopefully, she'll be okay. Like I said, she did lose a, uh, a very close, dear friend of hers. She's known for quite some time. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the messages. Sorry that uh, kind of took me a little bit to get to them. But, yeah, absolutely. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll have a case for you next week. And see if I can't reformat this and edit it out some because I wanted you to see uh, some of the law enforcement perspectives and some of those uh, actually uh, views on what they do and how they handle cases. And we'll also have some updated uh, information about that case that she was working on uh, about where all those children were murdering the home and how the, the landowner uh that owned the house let the parents come in and retrieve their personal possessions of the victims and that's when they found everything uh the drug paraphernalia and other things that are very uh pornographic in nature so uh that's still up uh, in a roar in the media uh because that was a crime scene so now we have evidence that's been removed from the scene and uh, we have a lot of updates on that case. So that's going to be very important, too. Uh, we got another show coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, uh, Eastern Time, with uh, Derek uh, from over in the UK. And uh, see what he's going to talk about. Hopefully, it's not haunted dolls. He loves his haunted items. He's got a divot box, all kinds of stuff. Very interesting, mate. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you on next week. And uh, sorry about the video and it being suspended. But, hey, we learn and live. And, you know, sometimes the truth uh, will be suppressed. But guess what? It will always come out in the end. So I do greatly appreciate you all tuning in tonight. And I'll keep you uh, posted on the Zion's case as well and any other things that come up. But for me to you, Godspeed from coast to coast around the world. That's a wrap. We'll see you at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. 
Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? <laughs> ah, I'm out of here. It's a grizzly. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. Fall! Oh!